This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Wrestling Network friends and family, welcome to uh, this week's episode of Your Home for Everything, current, up-to-date, modern wrestling, Place to Be Nation's main event. I am your uh, co-host, Scott Griscova. Joining me as always, uh, my cast of characters. Two of them will be hopping on shortly, but my advisor, he's my Paul Heyman, because there's nobody that I trust. And he looked, frankly, he would look much better in a suit than Paul Heyman would. Good evening, Godfather, Nate Milton. What's what's going on, Scott Criscola? It's it's uh it's a big show this week. I know you know some folks who aren't aware of our recording schedule maybe expected us to put out uh, an episode last week uh, following WrestleMania, and we thought about it, but I couldn't do it. I wasn't in the right frame of mind, Scotty, considering what happened on night two of WrestleMania. But you know I'm, we're back. I didn't even really want to do tonight, you know, because I'm still recovering, but. In in times of trouble, Scott, I think back to lessons that my pops taught me back in the day. And and one of the lessons that my father taught me, Scott, is, you know, when things would get down, he would look at me. And and my father said, when when I was younger, Scott, hard times breed better men. Hmm. So that's why I'm here today, Scott, to talk all things in the, in the world of professional wrestling with you and, and the other two members of our main event bloodline, if and when they show up. But, uh, yeah, yeah. How, how have you been, brother? Yeah. They're being very <laughs> oozy tonight, huh? Mm. <laughs> Thank you for not Zioning this episode. Uh. <laughs> mm. Thank God but you're not Zioning. It's, it's called Podcast Load Management, Scott. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, man. Well... Uh, yes, of course, uh, uh, Steve Aloysius Willie and the sheriff will be joining us, uh, soon. Um, yes, uh, it has been now a week and a half. Well, I guess you could say just over a week and a half since what went down out at SoFi. Um, we had a great, uh, we had a lot of good feedback on our preview episode and I thank all of you for, for listening and downloading and enjoying it. Uh, we always have fun with that episode every year tonight. Since usually this is how Nate and I do it, the cigars and the Cavassier are out playing a little Commodores or some Earth, Wind, and Fire and kind of sitting back and just relaxing, talking. However, uh, Nate's a little, a little jumpy. You know, he's a little, he's not as, not as relaxed. Neither am I. We all know what happened. Uh, we all know what happened to Devante, and we'll talk about Devante um, uh, tonight. Um, I am not pessimistic about Devante, though, because as you said, that family is best when it's being served hot. Hard times. Mm. So he did not get any. So that's one thing people were talking about. He didn't get many hard times leading up to that to that match. But we'll talk about that. Um, of course, WrestleMania is in the rearview mirror, and uh, their next big show is coming up on on uh, Saturday, May sixth, which is Backlash from Bad Bunny's swimming pool. Uh, apparently, he's going to drown Dominic or whatever's going on. I don't know. What the, I don't know what the, the scheme of that is, but. Uh, they will be in San Juan for the first time since, I think we talked about this, but if I forgot, Nathaniel, do you remember the first pay-per-view in 
Puerto Rico. Do you remember? I, I, I thought you were going to ask me about the greatest event in Puerto Rico wrestling history, and that was, uh, you know, our, our guy Pat Patterson. Yes. Out, out here in these streets winning IC titles. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yep. Puerto Rico, Rio, some some strange countries that we, you know, no cameras. <laughs> he was in uh, international I, waters. I thought you were going to mention the the the, the uh, Hulk Hogan Big John Stud match where the Panasonic logo ran off mm. the ring and everybody slid out and hit the grass. Um, <laughs> the pay per view actually was uh, the inaugural, even though there were only three of them, uh, New Year's Revolution two thousand five, mm-hmm. the one won by Triple H, which of course led to the. Uh, Batista win at uh, WrestleMania 21. Um, so that's coming up May 6th, the first of three consecutive pay-per-views or live events or whatever out of the continental United States because then Memorial Day Saturday is King slash Queen of the Ring in um, in Saudi Arabia. And then July 4th weekend or the weekend leading up to 4th of July is, of course, uh, Money in the Bank in um, in London. And then, of course, back in the States on Saturday, August 5th for SummerSlam uh, at Ford Field. Um, So quickly, Nate, let's talk about WrestleMania for a little bit. I know we all watched it, of course, whether we had our crew at SoFi. We had a few there. Mr. D'Amato, Mr. Morissette and Grooney were at uh, and a few others, I think, were out at SoFi. Uh, I watched it from the uh, comfort of my home Um, for the third consecutive year. Night one outdid night two. Um, I have two questions for you on that, Nathaniel. Number one, do you agree with that sentiment that night one was better than night two? And number two, taking the the result out of the equation, do you feel like WWE, when they lay out the two nights, overvalue the Roman Reigns match at the end of night two by so they don't really load up night two as much as they load up night one. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it, it's like, uh, you know, if you're putting together a fantasy draft or if you're, you know, on, on, on PlayStation or Xbox and you're playing NBA 2K and you've only got so many, <laughs> so much draft capital and, and you, you know, draft LeBron and you draft uh, Steph Curry. That's pretty much your team right there. Like, the rest of your team is going to be average at best. And I think that's part of the thinking when they do these two-night shows, Scott, where if we've booked the main event as well as we think, and to their credit, Cody and Roman, I think, was built up pretty well, and the match delivered up until the very end. So I think they were like, well, let's front load a little bit and, you know, focus the second night mainly on this this big main event. I will say that night one was better once again. Uh, but this year it wasn't as as stark a contrast, I don't think, as last year. Mm. I, I think last year was like demonstrably better than night two by leaps and bounds. Yes. Whereas I think this year, like I gave night one a nine out of ten, and I gave night two like a seven and a half out of ten. Mm-hmm. So like they're they're in the same ballpark. I think you know maybe if you switch a match here or there from one card to the other, then you might have a different uh, outlook. But I also think we had some matches on night one that overperformed, like that tag match. Yep. I don't think anybody thought that match was going to be that good. Right. Um, you know, I think we all knew Charlotte and Rhea was going to be good. I don't think we knew it was going to be that good. 
Like it, it right. even exceeded our high expectations. Whereas on night two, outside of the main event and uh, you know the uh, the the, the big meaty men slip slapping me, yeah, yeah, or the butcher I match, think, yes, yeah. Other than that, you know, there wasn't really a lot going on on that second night. Even though I thought Bianca and Oscar was was pretty good despite the lackluster build. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like, and maybe that's part of their thinking, though, Scott. You know, just from a business standpoint, if night one is a little so-so or a little average or a little less than we expected, will the excitement be there for night two? Right. I think they'd rather have like everybody hyped coming off of night one than ending night one like, eh, that was okay, and maybe I'll tune in tomorrow night versus, oh, yeah, night one was fantastic. I can't wait for night two. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I, that's that's actually good thinking. I, I didn't think of it that way because uh, I was at obviously, you know, being in Dallas a year ago, uh, night one was was batshit. Yeah. We had, you know, we had Austin, we had Taker come out, uh, you know, Bianca and and uh, and Becky killed it. Um, obviously, was Cody he, night one. Yes, yes. Devonte was definitely night one and Devonte killed it night two. You did have Austin, but you also had Vince's atrocious stunner, which maybe got him all wonky. And now he looks like Snidely Whiplash. Maybe that's yes. why. It's like a it's like a second character. Um, and then probably because Roman and and Brock was not great, I think yeah. that was on their minds too. Here's my here's my issue. Uh, the way that this is laid out. Um, obviously, you had three legit bangers on on night one. You had, I liked Cena and Theory. I thought that was a really good match. Um, that that showcase tag was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, as usual, you know, Ricochet does his best. Um, uh, you know, so I thought that match was good. Seth and Logan was good. You know, it was okay. It, did, it didn't suck. Uh, the six-woman tag was fine. Ray and Dominic, I need to rewatch. I feel like I didn't get the most out of that like I should have. Um, Rhea and Charlotte fucking killed it. Mm-hmm. What I liked, what I liked about Rhea and Charlotte as compared to the tag. And I was, I said this to some people that night. I said, those were both five-star matches for different reasons. Rhea and Charlotte was all about being champion. There was no bad blood. There was no story in that sense. Yes. Rhea, it was mentioned, you know, uh, the, the vid mania, three years ago when she lost the NXT title to, uh, to, um, to Charlotte. This is obviously a different Char- uh, Rhea than three years ago. And it ended up being uh, an absolute banger uh, of a match. Uh, five stars. Pat and Pat and the Miz. We all know what happened there. That was a shit show. And the main event that the tag at the end was just so amazing, but the story, yeah. the build, that match was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. One of the best tag title matches, if not maybe the best tag title match in WrestleMania history. Can you, does this match surpass uh, Nate? And and when the guy, when the rest of the guys come on, I'm going to ask them too. Does that match Kevin and Sammy against uh, Juicy Usi? Does that match pass the triangle match at WrestleMania 16 for the best tag team title match in mania history? I think so. I think so. You know, both are great matches, but to me, and this is again why I think the main event on night two worked so well up to a point. 
is because this was one of the few matches on the card that had not only a good storyline, but a great storyline behind it. Like, I think there's, right. there's a world where you could, I could see them main eventing night two with this. If Sammy had gotten it, like Sammy's hot, but if Sammy had gotten even just a little bit hotter, I think there's a world where they flip flop and put, especially considering the result. I think, you know, you could put Cody and Roman on night one and, and the tag match on night two because it was that good. And I think the crowd was that invested. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the triangle match at WrestleMania 16 is a lot like the uh, is a lot like the. Um, uh, you know, the. Uh, uh, Rhea Charlotte match It was all about being the best. Mm hmm. Whereas, um, uh, you know, this tag match goes beyond the belts. I mean, this was obviously a lot of emotion and everything. So yeah. I think it's just a different match. And it's, it's that amazing. I would put it as the best tag team title match of WrestleMania history. Now, night two, here's the problem. Brock and Omos was honestly, honestly, four minutes and 55 seconds. That match was perfectly fine. Perfectly yeah. fine. I'm looking forward to next time I talk to Dr. K. I'm curious his thoughts because you know him. He is the biggest. He is an homo sapien. (laughs) He's going to hate me for that. But uh, but I I honestly, for four minutes and 55 seconds, Nate, I don't think the match was that bad. What do you think? No, I think, you know, it did what it needed to do. Like there were moments where Brock actually sold, which surprised me. Yeah. And and the crowd was into it. Like it wasn't something that they turned on. So I think it accomplished what it needed to. Right. Um. The women's tag match was terrible. I did not like it at all, even though I like everybody in it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the meat slapper was. All right. Here's a tough one for me, Nate, because you know my feeling on uh, March 29th, 1987 at the uh, Louisiana Superdome. Oh, sorry. I just pulled a Terry. Uh, the, <laughs> the Pontiac Silverdome. Um, I. Think it's close, but Savage Steamboat is still the best Intercontinental Title match of all time. But yeah. that match comes damn close, damn close. It was a five star meat slapper. I don't even know what I got to look and see what uh, what Dave gave it. But um, I'll have to go on Cage Match now and see what Dave gave it because that match. I mean, I'm curious if he put if he went over if he went over five on that match. I'm curious. Um. Yeah, like I, th- I still put Savage Steamboat ahead, uh, but it's like it's like comparing Mike Tyson's greatest fight versus Sugar Ray Leonard's greatest fight. Like they're both great fights, right. but two very different styles. Totally, no, totally. I agree with you one hundred percent. Yep, absolutely. Um, so Bianca and Oscar, sixteen oh five. Um. What was it missing, do you think? A story. <laughs> well, yeah, that's <laughs> All right, well, there you go. That's why I see that's why I think I think even though we would have lost Charlotte and 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 Oscar and uh and Charlotte and Rhea, mm-hmm. I think Rhea should have picked Bianca to be honest. Yeah. That's a story because the ju- Judgment Day is on Raw. I know they wanted the better match and no disrespect to Bianca. Bianca and Charlotte are different workers. 
Although, let me ask you this on a side note before we move on. I got a tangent question. Is it me or did did, did uh, Charlotte look? I need to ask Jennifer Smith because she probably looked more closely. Did did Charlotte look like she lost a little of her bulk to you? Yes. Did she look a little more streamlined? All right. So I wasn't crazy then. She definitely looked more streamlined. Right. She definitely yeah. did not look as bulky. Okay. All right. Good. I'm not nuts then. Especially I, comparing it to the last time they fought at Mania. Uh, yes, that is true. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, uh, I think I, I said, and I said it at the beginning, and I still agree with that. I think Rhea should have picked Bianca, and Charlotte should have wrestled somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, you know, Asuka should have got the win back. I think they both should have won, to be honest. I don't know why. No disrespect. I mean, you easily could have just flip flopped. Have Oscar face Charlotte to get back the win that she lost, you know, and have Bianca face Rhea. Like to me, both of those matches, even though I thought both matches that we got this year were good and I thought the Charlotte Rhea match was great. I think it would have been better had we swapped opponents. Yeah, I agree. Um, Unless. Judgment Day goes to SmackDown in whenever the draft happens, which I think is, I, I, eh, maybe they just need to change opponents. Uh, I mean, does 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 Ray shift? Does Ray now go to to SmackDown? I mean, or, or do we end the Ray Dominic thing? I, I mean, I'm sure they're going to do a tag. I haven't seen if they've officially booked yeah. a tag for Backlash yet, but uh, you know, like uh, what is it, Ray Dominic and D- Damian Priest against Ray and Bad Bunny? Yeah, you know, Bad it Bunny surprise me if that's the main event. Yeah. God, could you imagine? It wouldn't surprise me. I know you're half kidding, but you know that you're not kidding, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, if, if we're just talking in terms of, like, not for us watching at home, but for that crowd, like, that's the biggest match. Right. It is. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. Um. Then we had, uh, all right. So then we have the whole Snoop, Miz, mm. Shane blowing. So Linda... I think Linda's the only one that has not suffered a major in-ring injury for the McMahons. Uh, although, I'm assuming Stephanie probably did at some point uh, in her rest, in her in-ring travails. Maybe not, but between Shane and Vince and mm-hmm. Triple H, mm-hmm. we've lost five quads. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so um, just add Kevin Nash to that stable, and you've you've got a Kevin you've got McMahon. a team to be feared. Exactly, Diesel McMahon. Um, here's the, here's the problem. I think now we did get some gig, although it was not on purpose. He has, he literally has half a skull held together by God knows what the problem now with hell in a cell. And I'm glad that we're getting rid of hell in a cell as a pay-per-view. Cause I've always thought that was a stupid idea. If we are in the PG era. Okay. If we're in the PG era. Hell in a Cell matches just have no juice. Literally, no juice. Mm-hmm. Because let's look at the greatest Hell in a Cell matches of all time. Uh, Sean and Taker, Bad Blood 97. Um, Brock and Taker at uh, No Mercy 02. Triple H and Batista, Vengeance 05. Uh, Bloodbaths. Bloodbaths. You can't wrestle in a cell if you're not really going to be punished by the cell. And I think that if this was the Attitude Era, or even, I'll even say uh, Ruthless Aggression, 
Mm-hmm. Edge and Finn Balor would have been a, an amazing match. But again, we had another, we had another, um, uh, another Hell in a Cell match in the wrong era. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating, you know? Yeah. Um, I think not only do we have the Hell in a Cell match in an era that's not conducive to a Hell in a Cell match, uh, but there's two other things I think here, Scotty. Number one, mm-hmm. they've got a better gimmick uh cage match now on the main roster now that they've brought up war games correct i I think war games is much better in terms of a spectacle than hell in a cell right now but the other thing is this program again going back to story this is a story that felt like it was dragged to wrestlemania and stretched out to wrestlemania rather than peaked at wrestlemania uh yes yeah yep i agree with that they probably should have ended this story at the rumble Probably, yeah. I agree. Um, it just, I, it just, it, it couldn't have gone, and it wasn't that bad lengthwise. It was, it was eighteen ten. That's not too mm-hmm. bad. Um, and looking ahead now, I mean, knowing now that we don't have a Hell in a Cell pay per view anymore, which is, a, which is obviously a smart idea. I do feel like, um, I do feel like. Uh, um, we're going to get less violent or we're going to get less cell matches because of the fact that it is evident that if you can't, if you, if you're only going 80% instead of a hundred, because you can't mm-hmm. really use the cell. I don't think they'll, I, I think it'll be very rare again. I think it's gonna be very rare. And you've got to have the story. Like honestly, looking at this card or looking at this roster, the only match I think that could warrant a hell in a cell given the storyline and given the competitors would be a Roman Cody rematch. Yeah. Cause you keep the bloodline out. But other than that, like, like I, I don't think that any store, like they, it, a, they've uh, oversaturated the market with hell in the cells, you know, doing part to that pay-per-view. Uh, but also you've got to have somebody that can work around the, the modern day limitations. And I right. think Cody and Roman could probably work around it. Not to say Edge and Finn uh, aren't pros, but I feel like they were using tricks from a bag that we no longer allow on TV. And I think right. Cody and Roman could figure out a way to work in those limitations. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I agree 100%. I think that is the case. So so that's what I think the problem was. I feel like the... Uh, the, the uh, Hell in a Cell was not conducive to a feud that might have started to lose its luster maybe a while mm-hmm. ago and obviously, you know, couldn't go all the way out like like normal. All right. Now, there are so many schools of thought here. So many schools of thought about what happened to uh to poor Devante. Mm. Uh Should he have won? Probably. <laughs> Does it hurt the company that he didn't win? No, I don't think so. Uh, I Especially don't not with what happened uh, that night, uh, well, a night to a WrestleMania. Right. Um, uh, were they, were, was Devontae collateral, I mean, I don't say collateral damage, but was he used to make Solo Sokoa a bigger star? Maybe. Um, I don't even think the thinking got that far. Uh, probably not. It probably did. 
I think they just looked at that big round number of a thousand days. I, I agree hundred percent. I totally agree. I, I think they want, I mean, bloodline merch, uh, Nate, totally printing money yeah. at this point, totally printing money with the bloodline merch. And you're telling me they did not want to make a thousand days. Now the big, <laughs> uh, if Backlash 2028 <laughs> is the first Saturday in May, apparently the first Saturday in May in 2028 would be day 2,805, which would be two days beyond Bruno's record. Mm. We're not doing that. We don't have the no. attention span. We don't have the attention span. Um, uh, but I do think that I could easily see Roman going all the way to Philly. Uh, I don't see him defending the title at Backlash. I no. don't see him defending the title at um, King or Queen of the Ring. I could see him maybe defending the title at Money in the Bank. Uh, what I, I think would be hilarious is if Roman was in the Money in the Bank match to try to take the briefcase and protect himself. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or jack the bloodline up and have um and have uh uh you know you're gonna have probably six guys in the money in the bank and you have the two Usos and Solo Sokoa as three kind of like uh Triple H with wrote with uh, Orton at SummerSlam 03 in the cell mm-hmm. uh, in the chamber. Um I think Devontae wins money in the bank. I think yeah. he walks around with that briefcase. I think he's gonna take a beating. I think he's going to have a long redemption year, and I think next year in Philly, he won't win the Rumble. I don't care if it's a triple threat or whatever they do, but somehow we will get this rematch in Philly, and Devontae wins it in Philly. Here's the thing. I thought about, I've been thinking about this now. This is why I'm glad we, we, you know, based on our schedule, we had a week and a half, you know, we had a week in between, because I really needed to think about this. And you alluded to it with your amazing uh, prologue soliloquy on this week's show, because... When it comes to a Rhodes, it's all about hard times, baby. And let's be honest, uh, Nathaniel, other than the popped peck, which had nothing to do with the bloodline, mm-hmm. from when he won the Rumble till Solo Sokoa spiked him in the gullet, did Cody really suffer any hard times? <laughs> Not really. He tried to get in Roman's head. And da, da 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 and he was kind of a mediator with with Sammy and like he was he was yeah. like yeah I'm defending the title and I'll get my title shot but in the meantime I'm gonna work this angle and that's mm. that's not that approach to me did not fully juice up the the the, the emotion of the match mm-hmm. yes I know they tried to do the whole thing with you know Devonte coming with Mrs Devonte who obviously wasn't doing her YouTube show because she looks sober. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, um, you know, and their child and the, and, and their, their wonderful son, son or daughter. Now I forgot. The, so the, uh, the daughter Liberty was there, but then they also had, uh, Brody's son out there who he gave the Brody's weight son, belt yeah. to, which I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah, that I'm was sure cool. AW, I'm sure AEW fans are pissed, but you know what? Too bad. <laughs> Everybody gets to spread the Brody love. Um, so I don't think he suffered hard times leading into that match with Roman. 
Mm. It seemed like it, but he really didn't. He was more of like Switzerland between mm-hmm. Sammy and the bloodline. And it's like, oh, yeah, I got my title shot. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm fine. Right. Nobody can touch me. But in the meantime, let's do this. And I feel like that didn't add the juice it could have. And I feel like Cody just winning that match would have been too easy. And then the next night on Raw, I know everybody got flipping pissed. But why not? I think Cody and Brock is a great match. Everybody's just pissed. If it was Triple H's idea, nobody'd care. <laughs> nobody'd care. Let's be honest. Let's put it on the table. If it was if it was my my boss, you know, who lets me babysit the, you know, the triplets. And I'm not talking about Michael, Troy, and Emmett, although there were years they probably did need babysitting. Um, they, I thought about that the other day, uh, about Emmett Smith. I'll explain why when I go on a sports tangent later. But the uh, the thing is, now Cody needs to, needs to suffer hard times. You know what this reminds me of, Nathaniel? Let's go back 11 years to the night after WrestleMania 28 in Miami when, mm-hmm. when Big Match John lost to your boy uh, DJ. And DRJ, DTRJ, Dwayne Rock, DTRJ. Um, and the next night, Brock makes his big return after eight years, and and Cena gets dumped, and mm-hmm. then and then you know Cena wins at Extreme Rules, and he's got to deal with a pile of shit until he wins the Rumble in 2013, and then gets the belt at WrestleMania 29. I think Devonte is going to have that kind of 2023. And then mm. next year, 2024, as we head into Philly, which you better be there, Nathaniel. It's a short drive for you, sir. We're going to make a big deal out of next year in Philly for here at the PTV Wrestling Network family. Um, I think that Cody, Devontae Rhodes, needs to suffer some more hard times like Papa before getting to that gold, to that brass ring. And unlike Starcade 85, his dad will, he will hold it for longer than a week. <laughs> so, because, because we're not going to, because, because Gary Young is not going to see Jey Uso come in and, and go over yeah. and see Roman go over the top rope. And then the next week on Worldwide, <laughs> I don't think we're ha- we're not getting that. Yeah. Um, am I crazy? Like that? That's I'm trying to think of a silver lining here. I, yes. I hate being unhappy. <laughs> I get it. Everybody's pissed. It should have been a big deal. I get it. I feel bad for those that paid the tickets to SoFi to, to not see Devontae win. But that is my that is my take. I think Cody is going to suffer a year of some mm-hmm. odd times, and then next uh, April in Philly, then he gets the brass ring. I think he wins Money in the Bank. He dangles that that carrot. Some other schlub wins the Rumble, and we get a triple threat. Mm-hmm. That guy gets taken out. Cody hits the crossroads like six times on Roman and he gets the win. That's my thing. Now the, the winning the money in the bank and you know, maybe he wins back-to-back rumbles. That's out of the realm of possibility. The rules rule books thrown out the window on creative at this point in our history now, uh, Nate. So, all right. Am I crazy? Do you agree? Do you see some tweaks? What are your thoughts on Devante between now and next April in Philadelphia? So that's not entirely crazy, Scott. It's 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 only partly crazy. I mean, okay. the, the, the part that I think is is crazy in in your scenario is it requires a lot of faith in the booking team to maintain right. the story and to keep Cody hot. 
because I think if you are on the other side, if you're like, they should have pulled the trigger at Mania, it's because that is possibly as hot as Cody's going to get. Who knows? He could get hotter, but the like the 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 pot was boiling right there with the spaghetti in it. And it's like, so do we leave it on the on the burner or do we pull it off and start plating up? Um, I think that you make a really good point in terms of Cody not facing hard times, at least not in this storyline. Because I think when you look at the Cody character, you have to look at the external and the internal. So the external Cody is the guy that was stardust and had to go on this hero's journey through the wilderness and all these indie companies and impact and, you know, overseas and AW, and then finally made his way back where he was a main eventer. Like that's one hard times journey. But in terms of this particular storyline, it's been very easy for Cody. You know, he's came in, got a big spot at mania beat Seth, uh, you know, drew the cherry spot in the rumble has faced very little resistance on the road to WrestleMania. And so I think they've got to find a way to merge the the Cody, the real Cody, that mm. had to take like five, six years to get back to this point or past where he was before, and the Cody character, who it right. does feel a little easy for at times. The other thing I think, though, Scott, is will they be patient enough? Like not only do they have to keep Cody hot, but they have to be patient enough because I do feel like WrestleMania next year would be the best spot. But if not, I could easily see them choosing SummerSlam because we'll be past the thousand days of SummerSlam. Yes. Like, so will they be able to resist the temptation if Cody is still hot by the time we get to SummerSlam, not to flip the belts. And if they choose not to, if they choose to hold off, Will they be able to keep Cody hot for another year? Because that's that was, you know, when we talked about his injury, that was my silver lining there, is that he didn't have time to just become a regular guy on this roster, which we've seen happen to a number of guys who debut hot, and then six months later, it's like, mm, okay, this, this is what we're doing. <laughs> now, now you're in the uh, 24-7 chase for that, for, that, for that meaningless belt. Mm. Uh, but I feel like, there's a couple ways they could go. I do like the idea of money in the bank or perhaps winning Rumble back-to-back. In terms of the Brock story, which we're going into now, I think when they did the initial start of the story uh, on the uh, Raw After Mania, I think a lot of people were just like, huh? Because not only did it kind of come out of nowhere, but they were still probably a lot of people like, oh, Cody should have won last night. Seeing his promo this week, I'm a little bit more conf- confident that they can tell this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but that's that's the biggest thing, Scott. That's like uh, right. it's like yes, like uh, can can uh, can Jeff Hardy drive me to the airport so I can go uh, to Philly? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy absolutely has the skills and the driving ability to do that. Will <laughs> Jeff Hardy be in the right frame of mind and 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 uh, state to drive me? to the airport that's that's questionable at best and that's how i feel about wwe booking like the bloodline story is great probably one of the five best storylines this this company's ever told us mm-hmm. but we also saw it mania uh, a week and a half ago the same company that can come up with this great story for the bloodline and for cody going after the belt is also the company that couldn't give us anything decent for Rhea and charlotte or for bianca and oscar you know 
So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping you're right, Scott, but, but we, we will see. I'd, I'd like to feel it. I'd like to think it, <laughs> honestly. Will Jeff Hardy get us to the airport, Scott? <laughs> uh, yes, he better be. He better be. <laughs> oh, my God, a mania where I don't have to fly. Oh, it's so great. Mm. Anyway, um, tell me, I'll drive you home, even if it's in the wrong direction. Um, so... <laughs> I go the other way. But anyway, we'll talk about that as we, as we move down the line. Um, all right. So I have uh, your thoughts. Uh, I have uh, uh, Mr. Dave's uh, ratings. So here's night one. One mm-hmm. of these ratings blew me away. Okay. So Theory Cena, he gave two and a quarter. Mm-hmm. All right. It's about, it's about right. The four-way tag, three and three quarters. Okay, okay. Ready for this? He gave uh, Seth and Logan four and a half. Wow. I I, I was surprised. That, that, Dave's I, got yeah. stock in prime drink. Exactly, and that guy who dressed like, uh, what's his face? <laughs> the KSI or whatever K- his name KSI was. sold a good elbow or whatever that is. <laughs> yes. He sold a good elbow. Um, The six-woman tag, two and three quarters. Sounds about right. Uh, Ray and Dominic, four stars. When would you have ever thought that, that mm-hmm. Dave Meltzer would give Dominic Mysterio a four-star match? I actually like Ray and Dominic more than I thought I would. I got to watch it again. I, that and I, like, I think one of the things that was lacking from this year's Mania, outside of Ray, Dominic, and some and uh, like the main event on night two, like we didn't get customized entrances, I don't think. Uh, no, we didn't. But I really like Ray's entrance and, you know, coming with the low rider and then Dominic being led to the ring by the <laughs> by the prison guards. I thought that was cool. I thought it was awesome. I'm uh, I was surprised that Cody that uh, Devante did not have something a little more personalized. I'm surprised. Yeah, um, I think be, uh, Bianca. speaking of interests like Bianca had a great entrance uh, oh, with, with, the, the with the dance team. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, I thought the uh, I thought Roman's entrance with the piano players. That was cool. Yes. Yep. But for most of it, like you just had people walking down a long ramp. Yep. A very long ramp. Um, and from <laughs> that's what that's seen, how you know the ramp was long. Cena didn't even try to run. He just yeah, he's like, briskly jogged. Yeah. He didn't want to run because he didn't want to make his, uh, his, well, he had a hat on. He didn't want to make his uh, bald spot <laughs> any bigger than it already is. And I've already looked at the Ticketmaster layout for SummerSlam, and it's going to be the same as they do. I'm pretty sure they did it in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I know they did it in Vegas two years ago. The, they're going to have like that curved ramp that starts okay. in the back corner and curved to the middle. I saw the Ticketmaster layout today. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Rhea and Charlotte, I was surprised. Four and three quarters. Mm. I'd have been, I would have totally, totally thought he'd have given that five stars. I would mm. totally, I don't know where the quarter went, but. Uh, the, and then, the story. <laughs> the story, yeah. And then the, uh, and then the tag. He gave five stars. So that's yeah. not a surprise. Night two. This should be very interesting. What did he get? Because there's some tag. I haven't looked at these yet. I'm curious um, what he. Uh, let's see. WrestleMania. Uh, long line for. Uh, one WrestleMania Sunday. Rocking almost five stars. Five. Yeah, 50. Oh, my God. Six. He said almost had the movements of 2017 Okada. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. He was drinking too much of that, uh, whatever that ju- whatever that drink w- drink is that uh, PSI was pimping. Um, he did, wow, he did not. 
Oh, okay. So matches cannot be graded if they're shorter than five minutes. Okay. And Brock and almost fell five seconds short. <laughs> what if they did that on purpose? Uh, so, so you never know. It could be a one-star match. It could be a six-star match. Six -star we'll never match. know. Who knows? Uh, the four, the fatal four-way tag, two and a half. I agree. I, I, that match did not. That might be a little too high. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, Gunther, Drew, and uh, Sheamus, five stars. No surprise mm -hmm. there. Uh, Bianca Asuka, three and three quarters. Right about, right, pretty close. Right about the yeah. right spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Snoop Miz, don't count. Edge and Finn in the cell, three and three quarters. I think he's being a little, I'm not going to lie. Like, that's a little high. I think he's being a little generous. And then uh, Roman and Devante, four and a half. That, that's about okay. right. That's yeah. So, all right, not bad. Dave was Dave was pretty Dave was pretty uh pretty straightforward. There was nothing. A couple of matches I thought maybe he overgraded, and I and I actually honestly overgraded. And I thought that uh, I thought Charlotte and Rhea was five stars. But I mean, we're haggling over a quarter star. I'm not going to poop my pants about that. All right. So technically, we do not have a card yet for uh for backlash. Uh, there is no matches set yet. Obviously. We will have Devontae and Brock. Mm. We are. I I agree with you. I think we are going to have a tag. Uh, I think we will have um, Dominic and Damian Priest against uh, uh, Ray and Bad Bunny. I think that's happening. And be honest, I think that match would be a lot of fun. To be honest, yeah. I think that match would be a lot of fun. Um, after that, I have no idea. I I don't think Roman wrestles. I think he's gonna. I think no. he's gonna at least take this one off. Maybe we'll see him in Saudi Arabia because, you know, Prince went yeah. around me. Prince usually likes the. Yeah, I think he's going to go one for three with the international shows. Yeah, I don't think he'll. I don't. I think he'll go to London. I think we'll see him on camera mm -hmm. in London for Money in the Bank Fourth uh, of July weekend. But I don't see I don't see a title. I don't see a match. No. I think after I think after Saudi Arabia, we won't see him defend the title till uh, till Detroit. So, um. Let's take a little, talk a little bit about some of the other shows from that weekend. That I mean, we went over a ton. Um, I am looking at. Let me see if I can find it on Cage Match because I wonder if he if he ra rated any of the matches. Uh, let me see. What night was the? Oh, let's go to the Super Card of Honor. I'm curious. Let's do, mm -hmm. let's look at the Super Card of Honor. Um, he graded these. So that was of course Friday night. Um, at the Galen Center in LA, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting for that to come on Honor Club because I definitely want to watch it. Um, woof! Wow! Holy shit! Wow! Okay. Uh, wow! All right. El El Hijo del Vikingo and Commander in the AAA Mega Title Match, four and three quarters. No surprise mm. there. The Six Man. The Embassy against A.R. Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik, uh, three and a quarter. Athena against Yuka Sakazaki for the ROH Women's title, three and a quarter. Uh, Joe and Mark Briscoe, four stars. Uh, I'm not happy that Samoa Joe won. I think Mark should have won. Yeah. I'm not happy Samoa Joe won. Uh, Tanahashi and Daniel Garcia, three and a quarter. I'm curious. I'm I'm surprised. I was expecting uh I was expecting uh, uh a higher grade on that one. I'll have to, I gotta watch that. I'm looking forward to watching that one when I get to when it hits honor club. 
the tag team titles. Uh, I forgot who we picked. Do you picked the Lucha Brothers, didn't you? Yeah, you did. You you were you were correct. Lucha Brothers won. Uh, th- four and three quarters. Four and three quarters. He gave that match. Woo! Looking forward to watching that one. Uh, the pure title. Shibata beat Wheeler Yuta. I did not see that coming at all. Um, I gotta ask. Dave, I gotta. We gotta ask uh, Steve what he thinks. Uh, three and a quarter. And then Claudio successfully defended against Eddie, uh, four and a, four and a half. Okay. So top to bottom, uh, Nate, this actually sounds like a pretty good show. So uh, yeah. when that hits Honor Club, I will. Um, who do you think is the guy? Let me ask you this: uh, Who do you think is the guy that that maybe uh, should be uh, the one to beat Claudio? Like, who do you think should be the next ROH champion when they start? Because now I think. I think uh, Anthony KH uh, will probably start to streamline things a little bit and such. Who do you like to be the next uh, ROH champ? I think from an, an emotional standpoint, and you know, it doesn't need to be a long title reign, but I, I'd go Briscoe. Why like, not? I think I think you could tell it. Like honestly, he should, like I think we all said when we did our predictions. You uh-huh. know, he should have beaten Joe. Like there, there was no shame or no uh negative impact for joe to lose in that match Correct. and it made all the sense in the world for briscoe to win uh in that moment uh i could see briscoe uh, i feel like if not somebody like briscoe who you could have like a, a really feel good story with for you know a few months before he drops the title to whoever you're eventually grooming for mm-hmm. that spot um I mean, I maybe Garcia, maybe, maybe Garcia. But I feel like we need we need a transition before we get to Garcia. I agree. I agree with that too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that thinking. I like that thinking. Um. Let's see. Uh. Or maybe that... maybe Phil Brooks comes back. Phil. Oh, Phil. <laughs> you know. Uh. Honestly. I want to talk about that. We're not we're not shirking that subject. We're just trying to cover some of Armenia stuff. But I want to talk about Philip um, and his future. Um, let me see. Oh, the Bloodsport Nine. I did watch that show. I'm curious if he ranked. Uh, did he grade any of these? I don't think he graded any of these. Did he? No, he didn't. No, he didn't give any. He didn't do any of these. Okay, mm. sorry. <laughs> he didn't do any. Sorry, uh, Jenny and the rest of the GC Dubs. Uh, he did not grade any of the Bloodsports. Um. Where is Multiverse United? That's the that's the next big one I want to. Yeah, sorry, I, I want to check that one out too. Whenever I get time. Yes, that'll well that'll that'll hit that'll I'm sure that'll hit our Impact Plus. Uh, it might be already on it. I don't think you have to wait as long for the Impact ones as you do no. the the uh, ROH ones. Where is when was that show? Was that Friday? When was that show? No, it was Thursday, right? Thursday night? Yeah, I think it was so. Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday the 30th. Was that the 30th? Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Impact. Here it is. Only the strong survive. Okay. Did he grade matches? Nope, he did not grade matches. Oh, man, I thought he would. Uh, he did not. Uh, just to look at the results, if you're interested, uh, the statute of limitations is passed. Your boy Trey Miguel. 
uh, kept the X Division title in the scramble. Uh, Coughlin, Callahan, Fred Rosser, and PCO won the eight-man against Eddie Edwards, Joe Hendry, and Team Filthy. Jeff Cobb beat Moose. That's I Come on. Talk about <laughs> slapping meats. Jeff Cobb and Moose. Give me that one. Uh, uh, Sean Kidd's girl, Deanna Perrazzo, won the number one contender for the Impact title, knockout title. Uh, Bullet Club won the four-way. Your boy Chris Bay and uh, Ace Austin to keep the mm-hmm. uh, tag titles. Kushida beat Leo Rush 12-42. That's a match I might want to watch. I will say, that sounds like a good one. That sounds like a banger. Uh, Kenta kept the strong openweight belt. He beat Minoru Suzuki. And then the main event, Tanahashi uh, defeated uh, uh, Speedball, Mike Bailey. Um, I think that's it. Oh, did he grade? Let me see if he ranked. Um, did he rank? Uh, I'm sure he ranked the stand and delivers. Let's see. Yeah. Did he, did he grade those? Uh, he did. Okay. Curious about these. All right. Uh, the women's title six way. Uh, Indy Hartwell's win. Uh, three and a half. What were your thoughts on that? Are you okay with uh, the former Mrs. Loomis as uh, <laughs> women's cha- as women's champion? Yeah, I, I feel like she's she's a good uh, in that spot. I feel like they're they're going through a bit of a refresh uh, in the women's division in NXT. You know, you got Indy at the top. Uh, obviously, you got Cora Jade. You've got uh, Tiffany Stratton in the mix. So I, I I don't feel like we'll get a long reign from Indy, but you know, it was it was a feel good moment, I guess. Mm, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, Gallus retained the uh, tag titles. One and three quarters. Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> that is not good. I watched some of that match. I, I didn't think it was bad. Um, actually, I think I watched the whole match. It was eight twelve. Uh, the the coffee brother returned. The other coffee brother. I don't know. I thought it was okay. Wow, one and three quarters. Oof, that's tough, Dave. Uh, the uh, five way North American title match. Wesley kept it. Which surprised me. He gave that four and a half. Okay. Uh, I I like I, no disrespect to Wesley. I like Wesley, but I I I really think they should have given it to uh, to Dragon Lee. Uh, I think he's going to get it eventually. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know when their next show is. Uh, when is the next NXT show? I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm sure there'll probably be one in. I know there's one the same night as all as uh, Double or Nothing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I, I can't see that. That's the next one. No, well, maybe it is. Uh, but again, no disrespect to Wesley. It's been a great North American champion. I thought he should have lost to drag. I thought dragon Lee should have won the belt, but that's okay. We got time. Johnny and Grayson Waller. Another, another, uh, decision I was not in favor of that got four and a quarter, but I think Grayson Waller should have won that match to me. Just to be honest. Um, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn won the NXT Women's Belts. He gave that one and a half. Yikes. <laughs> and then uh, Carmelo Hayes, of course, is your new NXT champion. Beat Braun Breaker. And now Braun Breaker's an awesome heel, just like his dad. He's going to start saying, bite me. That'd be pretty great. Um, <laughs> uh, did you watch that match, uh, Nate? Yeah, I, I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, I knew, not that I knew, but uh, I predicted Melo just because I felt like it was time. Uh-huh. Uh no pun intended, uh, but you know, Bron Bron is not long for this NXT life. I don't think. No, I agree with you. 
three and a quarter. Dave gave it. So that's um, about right. Yeah. My uh, my favorite moment of NXT. I got to watch it again, though. I saw Pete bits and pieces. Carmelo uh, Mello's name. Sculpted in the Laker logo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come, on, come on. You know, that made me warm. Come on, Nate. You know, that made me warm. Uh, I got some great pictures. I wish they I wonder if they put them on uh, on the shop site. But uh, the boys that went to uh, the show, Mr. D'Amato, Mr. Morissette, uh, the cowboy, they they took pictures of the gear. And of course, sorry, Clippers fans, but no one cares about anything in your colors. Uh, <laughs> all of the all of the great T-shirts were, of course, in the forum blue and gold. And uh, there was a, there were some pretty badass uh, T-shirts in Laker garb. Um, that they were selling at uh, Crypto. I hate that name. It should still be Staples Center. I hate it. Crypto Arena or whatever it's <laughs> called. Sorry, it's Staples Center to me. Always will be. It, it was look. It took me like six years to not call it the Forum. So you know, gotta give me a, gotta give me a break. Um, what do you think about NXT from here on out going forward? What are your thoughts? Let's say the next that we'll say between now and SummerSlam. Where what are your thoughts on NXT? and where they can go in for this next, like, you know, few months. Much like I was saying with the women's division, it's in a rebuilding mode. You right. know, I feel like Melo is a good centerpiece, you know, mm-hmm. as, as the lead guy uh, right. of, of this uh, brand. But I feel like we'll know where this thing is headed more in a month from now. We'll, we'll also know <laughs> if, uh, if 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 uh, the the old man, I, I well, I mean, technically it's not Vince. He's got the mustache. He's Vance, uh, Vance McMahon. Vance McMahon, uh, yes, dastardly heel. Uh, if if Vance McMahon is getting a more active role on the main roster, maybe maybe your guy Paul is like, you know what? Let me go home. Let me go back to where where I where I made my name in in this right. booking game and and right. make NXT what it can be. Right. Exactly. I don't know if that we'll, – we'll, we'll get into that, too, uh, down the line. I, I have a feeling that Vince's – I do feel like Vince's uh, participation will be minimal. I think he's going to look it over. I think he's got got opinions. But ultimately, particularly for the Endeavor thing, I think, uh, I think they want to keep – let's put it this way. I think the UFC half of this, of this uh, relationship is going to keep Vance on a very uh, – Vance – snidely whiplash i think they're going to keep him on a very very short leash because for the first time since his dad died in 1984 vince has somebody to answer to now Mm -hmm. so uh and this is no fucking joke there's a non-harassment um a non-harassment uh line in his new contract uh that was discussed on cultaholic this morning um so he's on a very short leash uh, I think he'll have his input, but I think ultimately Triple H has the last say. He was not at SmackDown. He was not at Raw this past Monday. Uh, obviously, this past Monday's Raw was a mess because of travel. And unlike the the Blizzard in 2015, we didn't have uh, we didn't have uh, uh, John Moxley promos walking up 95 in the snow. Because I remember driving <laughs> home from the I remember driving home from the Rumble that night before uh, in Philly, going, "Oh man, we are fucked this next day." And it turned out I had to sludge into work the next day, but. They did that whole promo where he's walking. Nobody could get to the Civic Center and we're walking on 95 and the whole thing like that. But anyway, um, I think I don't think of I don't think Vance uh, Vance McCoy McMahon is is going to be calling a lot of shots. <laughs> I think this was I think he just wanted to have some fun because he was in L.A. And let me turn Brock here. Let me turn Brock here. Please, 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 please. I want to turn Brock here. Let him beat up Cody. Let me beat up. Please, 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 please. 
All right, fine. Brock could go back to being an asshole, which everybody hates because we like him as the giggly cowboy, and now he's a dick again, and nobody likes that. <laughs> Damn you. Um, but I think him and Devontae will have a good match. Um, so, obviously, uh, uh, you know, we got our, our, our path between now and, and, and uh, SummerSlam. That's obviously the next big hook. Well, you got Money in the Bank in July. So let's talk about Phillip because I want to get into that. Uh, so there are rumors that <clears throat> Philip and Anthony KH have been uh, trying to smooth the waters and uh, Philip may be returning to uh, AEW uh, regardless of the whole situation with uh, the Bucks, etc. How much credence is this, Nate? And I mean, we know Phil. Phil doesn't Phil doesn't vacillate on his opinions. Phil is Phil. We've known Phil a long time. He does not vacillate on his opinions. I don't know if he is coming back. I think it's a bunch of a bunch of poppycock, if you will. What do you think? I mean, never say never, Scotty, when you're talking about business and money and big money. Uh, I think if you're Tony, it just makes sense to keep those doors open despite the bad blood there and the animosity. Because why wouldn't you? Because despite how you feel about this man and the way he talks about your locker room and the way he might treat people in your locker room and the way he eats his muffins at breakfast, he's a draw. Uh, I think if you're Phil, you might, you know, have all the principles in the world, Scott. But at the end of the day, you've really got two choices because Vince isn't picking up that phone and calling you anytime soon. No. So if you want to stay on the island of relevancy in in the professional wrestling world, there's really only one game in town for him, and that's AEW. So the question is, how will his stubbornness weigh out against his need to be in the spotlight, in the limelight? So I think it's not going to happen for a long time if it ever happens, but I do feel it's in both parties' best interest to come to some sort of agreement. Mm-hmm. Because it's good for AEW, obviously, from a rating standpoint, from a box office standpoint. And honestly, it's good for CM Punk because, A, it's money, but B, he needs a little bit of image rehabilitation. And I think another run would help that. Yeah. I agree. And I think the Bucks need rehabilitating. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do think at some point in the next couple of years, I think I think – AW is going to get is going to go through an identity change uh, over the next couple of years. And, and again, uh, you know, on our next episode, when we have Steven uh, and Pete back. I want their thoughts, too. I feel like AEW is going to have an identity change in the next couple of years. I feel like eventually the Bucks are going to leave. Not necessarily go to WWE. I'm, I'm not saying that they could go anywhere. But I do feel like eventually they are going to leave. I think I think Kenny will eventually want to go back to being like cosmic you know weirdo new japan kenny and i think aw is going to change and be a little more focused on the roster i do think you're going to see a lot of tony's going to realize that i can't be the al davis of wrestling and have every you know wretched refuse to bring in like the oakland raiders i think eventually he's going to have to have a aw roster and a roh roster the I know he thinks it's cool that he could do all the vacillating. Uh, that's my word of the night, vacillating. All the bouncing back and forth. 
eventually that's going to that's going to cause a lot of creative issues. And eventually he's just going to have to create his own. He's going to Ring of Honor is going to have to start being its own thing. Just because Tony owns it doesn't mean Tony needs to run it. Don't Mm -hmm. be like Vince. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be like Vince and think you have to do everything. That's that's not you sit there and you do your veiled Vince jokes on Twitter. Yet again, you run both AW and ROH instead of creating an ROH hierarchy. That's what he's got to do. And he needs to create an ROH hierarchy with a booker and a committee and agents. And he needs to create, that's my opinion. Let me, I'm curious your thoughts. He needs to create ROH as its own beast and stop thinking that it's cool that we can have a bunch of crossovers. Cause eventually that gets old. ROH needs to be its own entity. And just like, uh, uh, Vince had Hunter Levesque for NXT. Mm-hmm. Tony needs a Hunter Levesque for ROH. Instead of doing everything himself. And he's, you know, there's only so much Tony Montana blow he could do to stay away. <laughs> there's only so much hours in the day that you could do some lines. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think at some point in the next year, AEW is going to become more streamlined, more consolidated, and and ROH will become its own entity? It should, but I don't think it will. And the ironic thing is he had a Hunter Paul Levesque in, in-house uh, in one Cody Devontae Rhodes and let that guy walk. Because I think Cody not only is somebody who could have, again, like I think there's a weird multiverse timeline branch. What, like, like what if, like, let's ask Jeffrey Wright, let's call up the watcher. What if Cody Devontae Rhodes resigned with AEW? I think you don't get that situation at all out with uh, Punk and the Bucks. Because mm-hmm. I think Cody is the grown-up in the room to defuse that. But I also feel like Cody, at that point when Cody left, you could see, like, he was kind of being contained in his own pocket universe inside of Tony Khan's AEW. Mm-hmm. So I think giving Cody the book in ROH could have been fascinating because he's somebody who I feel like would have tried to tell some interesting stories, some different stories, you could have had a you could have an ROH that still has this great in-ring product, but with a Rhodes brand of storytelling. So I think he had a guy that he could have done that with and given ROH its own identity. Uh, but I feel like Tony is too hands-on. He's he's as much as he despises Vince or, or likes to needle Vince, he is Vince. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> he's he's like uh he's he's Florida Vince. Uh and, and so I don't think he's going to relinquish that kind of control over ROH until either he has to because the workload is too much or he sees somebody or finds somebody that he trusts enough to give that position. Mm. Yeah, uh, you're probably right. I mean, I'm trying to be diplomatic here. I think it's a fair point to make that. I think it's a fair point to make that he needs to do that and stop, uh, doing what he likes to make fun of Vince on social media for doing, or used to be doing, I suppose. Um, Let's talk about Impact. Uh, Their next show... um, What is their next show? Is it No Surrender? Let me see. I just want to confirm this. Hard, Hard to Kill was the one they had in... Hard to Kill was the one in January... 
Then they had Multiverse United. We covered that show. So Impact, okay, Impact's next show is Rebellion, which is Sunday in Toronto. Mm. Let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, Sunday in Toronto is the Rebellion show. We have eight matches. Let's talk about them, Nathaniel. Uh, PCO versus Eddie Edwards in a last rights match. It's interesting. Uh, the Design, which is Diener, Angels, Callahan, and or Khan versus Dirty Dango, Joe Hendry, and Santino Morella. It's interesting. Six man. The Coven, Kylan King and Taylor Wilde. I like Kylan King. She's an NWA girl. Uh, taking on the Death Dolls, which is Jessica and Rosemary for the Knockouts mm-hmm. World Tag Titles. We have an Ultimate X match for the Tag Titles. Bullet Club and the Motor City Machine Guns. Oh, my God. That's going to be fucking ridiculous. I love the Motor City Machine Guns. Can we just say we love them? We love them. They're so damn good. I Uh, think criminally underrated for the the length of their career. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think, Nate, I think uh, maybe uh, we'd love to, maybe we'll have a guest on that one. I think a future episode that Steve and I will do a pot of honor. I think we're going to do a Motor City Machine Guns episode. Um, We have a 10 wrestler hardcore war team dreamer, which is. Tommy Dreamer, Frankie K, Yuya Yamora, Killer Kelly, and Bupinder Gujar against Team Bully, which is Bully Ray, Kenny King, Masha Slamovich, and The Good Hands, which is Jason Hotch and John Schuyler. We have a three-way for the Impact Knockouts title. This is a big one. You got three absolute, you know, studs. No, I shouldn't say studs. Absolute uh, fillies, I guess you could say. Mickey James, Jordan Grace, and Deanna Perrazzo. That one mm-hmm. will be fun. And in the main event for the vacant Impact World title, because um, Josh Alexander's hurt, Kushida and uh, Steve Macklin, who is, I, I think, isn't that? Uh, oh, yeah. So on that night, Mr. and Mrs. Macklin could walk out champions. Of course, Steve Macklin is married to Deanna Perrazzo. So the Macklin, Mr. and Mrs. Macklin could walk out world champions uh, mm. Sunday in Toronto. Any matches there strike your fancy? Uh, and they'll be they'll be brought to the ring by former <laughs> USWA announcer Corey Macklin. <laughs> complete the circle. Complete the Macklin circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, any any matches strike your fancy there? I mean, the two big ones. Like, and here's the thing. You know, we're talking about how great this show is. I probably won't watch it until three months from now. Just <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, Impact Plus. I don't think. Yeah. So. Uh, just do the work and everything. But I think the two big matches, as you mentioned, uh, is the uh, tag match with the uh, machine guns. Uh, that's going to be nuts. And then that women's three-way. Yeah, the women's three-way is going to be huge. I, I, I think that has the potential match. to steal the show. I uh, I do not disagree with you. I, I think it's going to steal the show, too. Because you got Mickey James, who wrestles kind of the old-school way. You got Jordan Grace, who you know, could lift him up and snap him in half. And then you got Deanna Perrazzo, who's... Just an amazing heel. So I think that match is going to be amazing. I actually do think, Deion, I think, I think the Macklin, the Macklins are going to walk out with both belts. I think Steve Macklin beats Kushida, and I think, uh, I think Deanna wins the uh, women's title. So I do think that's going to happen as, I'm, as much as I'm joking about it. Um, so that's the big show this weekend. Uh, of course, NWA 312 took place last weekend. We did not get a chance to do a reaction special, Easter holiday and such. I thought we were going to get it in. Breaking the fourth wall for you folks. But uh, join us uh, this uh, Saturday morning for the NWA Saturday special. 
Uh, I know how we're this past this week. Uh, they were actually replaying some of the matches. Well, Dr. G and I will talk about that this weekend. Um, obviously, the next uh, and uh, next up, the next New Japan show is, I believe, Sakura Genesis is the next uh, New Japan show that uh, takes place. Oh, it was last Saturday. It took place this past. I thought it was OK. It was this past Saturday. I thought it was this weekend. My bad. Uh, Sakura Genesis. Uh, took place in uh, Tokyo last weekend. Uh, taking a look at some of the matches. Um, we have a... I, I, I didn't even realize this. Should I even mention this? Do you think we're out of the statute of limitations on spoilers? Uh, mm. What do you think? I think so. I think anybody who was really a- intrigued about the card watched the card either the night of or this week. I think we, you know, we've, we've given you ample time now uh for a spoiler alert so uh, well, that is true it has skip, been... skip, skip ahead uh skip ahead a minute or two uh if yeah. you don't want to hear the spoilers but yeah we can talk about it scotty all right goody yeah thank you i needed my i needed my advisor paul Heyman would have <laughs> given me the same advice steve, steve willie's not here we don't we don't have to have a conscience that's that is true so <laughs> yes so it has been technically seven days because today if you're listening to this as it drops it's the 14th so it's it's been a week so i'm gonna uh i'm gonna so Give yourself about two minutes, and and Nate and I are going to talk about Sakura Genesis, and then you could shoot ahead if you want. All right. So we have a new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Talk about an up Sonata actually beat Okada in twenty six fifty eight. I am actually, I'm kind of stunned at that. I'm not going to lie, kind of stunned at that. I do like his cool beard, but he is the. Uh, he is the IWGP heavyweight champion. He beat Okada. I'm kind of surprised. Um, yes, yeah, so Sonata riding the wave of his former mentor, the great Muda, who went into the Hall of Fame. That is correct. Sonata yep. finally winning winning the big title. But here's the thing. We all know. like We know what it is at this point, Scott. We've been watching this man, Okada, for, for years and years. The, the title belt is like uh, Mjolnir. And Okada is Thor. Eventually, it always ends back up in his hand. It comes back to him, exactly. And so I love him so much. Um, Takahashi uh, kept the uh, junior title. He beat Robbie Eagles. Uh, Aussie Open is your new tag team champions. They beat Bishamon, uh, Mark Davis, and Kyle Fletcher. Of course, I think they're with Zack Sabre now. Zack Sabre uh, kept the TV title. He beat Shota Umino. Uh, Mercedes Monet. Kept the uh, women's title. She beat AZM and Haku, Hakuzi, Hazuki in a three-way. And then there was a bunch of six-man tags. <laughs> so, so it's amazing how big the roster is mm-hmm. in New Japan, Nate, that they could have not one, not two, not three, four six-man tags. <laughs> That's 36 <laughs> guys in one match. Wait, no, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. That's 24 guys in one match. I'm sorry, I did my math wrong. That's 24 guys. Six, twelve, eighteen. Yeah, twenty-four guys in one match in four matches. The uh, the other twelve guys were on the dark match. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so their next uh, the next uh, show will be Capital Collision. Uh, that'll take place a little bit later on, and then of course eventually we'll get to the G One Climax, etc. So uh, that is probably on New Japan World. So if you have New Japan World, I think Sakura Genesis is on there. So, um. Yeah, that that's uh, that's pretty much uh, what we got uh, this week. Just a nice little recap. 
in our usual, you know, cigars and, and cavassier and just talk about wrestling and because Nate and I love it. And uh, we're kind of in between. So uh, obviously, if you have Impact, I don't, let me see, is it on Impact Plus or, or is it an Impact Plus show or do we have to pay for it? Um, let me see. Do we have to pay for it? Uh, da, 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 da. Produced by Impact Wrestling. Da, 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 da. I don't know. Do we have to pay for this? I'm curious. Uh, where would I look that up, Nate? Um, I don't know. Not sure whether this is a Impact Plus event or if it's a pay per view. Impact I, uh, is so weird because you've got Impact Plus, but you've also got. On YouTube, you can subscribe to Impact and get exclusive shows. It's they're they're all over the place. I think. They are all over the place. Yeah, it says pay per view, so something tells me that is it. Um, and then the next show, of course, as we head into May and June, is there it's Scott Demore selling tapes out the back of his trunk? <laughs> Team Canada stuff, old school Bobby Roode with his mullet. <laughs> oh man! So that's the big show this weekend. Rebellion uh, is Sunday in uh, up in Toronto. Um, so, and then we have, you know, a couple weeks of stuff. And then of course, WWE's next big show is May 6th. That's backlash. And then in uh, Memorial day weekend, we have fun because we will have King and queen of the ring on Saturday. And then on Sunday we have NXT. Uh, I forgot what they're calling it. They're calling it something. I forgot the name of it. And, uh, of course, AEW's uh, big NXT. Show. Welcome home, Hunter. <laughs> Welcome home. Yes. That's 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 the new. So we've got NXT 2.0. When when Triple H goes back, it'll be NXT 3.0. And instead of the multicolored theme, it'll be a, a retro theme. And it'll be like Welcome Back Cotter with Hunter as uh, <laughs> Cotter, and then the NXT roster as the Sweat Hogs. <laughs> the Sweat Hogs. That's funny. Uh, so let's see. So. Um, da, 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 da. So after backlash, uh, let's see. After backlash is uh, the King and Queen of the Ring, which will be on May twenty seventh in Jeddah. Oh, it's NXT Battleground. So we lose the Battleground pay per view, which because it always reminds us of uh, Jinder Mahal's WWE title reign. Uh, so it's now called NXT Battleground, and it is May twenty eighth. Uh. Very close to me, the Songus Center in uh, Lowell, Massachusetts. Not very far. Only you know, Scott will be front row. Front row, me, Mr. Rosero, the whole, this whole, the whole New England crew. For Triple while, H's return. Triple H's return <laughs> while Double or Nothing's going on. So, uh, so there you go. So we got a lot of shows to talk about over the coming weeks. Uh, Nathaniel, before we walk out the door, what? How are things? I know things are great there because you know I am on the. Uh, you know, VIP list. But what is going on in terms of the great things over at the Kings of Sport Patreon? Oh, you know, Team Sport Patreon, uh, we we have a lot going on. Uh, you can subscribe, patreon.com backslash Kings of Sport. Five bucks gets you in the door. If you want to pay more and, and be on that VIP level with Scott and, and Steve Willie and who knows, maybe Triple H now that he might have some free time on his hands, uh, you get... You can sign up at Patreon for over 200 hours of audio and video. We've got sports, wrestling, politics, pop culture, movie reviews, so much more. Uh, I'm sure Chris and I will will reconvene uh, here in the next week or so and uh, 
Now that we've had time to process Mania, I'm sure we'll talk Mania because, Chris, I wasn't able to get out there, but the professor was uh, mixing it up in L.A. Uh, yeah. He was at Wale Mania. Uh, you know, he I think he might have even run into Omos before his big match with Brock. So we'll we'll talk Mania. We'll talk NBA playoffs. Uh, uh, Scotty and I, we, we're going to be on opposite sides of the fence, at least for the first round with mm-hmm. the uh, Hawks and the Celtics here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris is happy. The Lakers. Uh, hopped into the playoffs through the back door. Yes, like did. The, I'm so excited. Like that uh, cat on the Flintstones that hops through the window. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, um, and we'll probably talk NFL draft because, uh, you know, if, if you listen to the Kings of Sport, you know that uh, we love the draft, but this year's draft is special because there's somebody who's uh, adjacent to the Kings of Sport in terms of relationships mm-hmm. that uh, might be drafted in the top three picks. Uh, so, so we're, we're excited for the draft. Uh, you can find all that on the Kings of Sport Patreon, uh, for everything else, post wrestling or, you know, mania week. I did a couple shows over at True Hill Heat. Uh, I think, uh, I did a show on Young Rock with, uh, the guys at Too Fast, Too, Too, Too Fast, Too Forever, which is the Fast and Furious podcast. So I got a lot of podcasts out there. I'm sure we'll be doing another podcast over with the Lituation Room, now that we've got trailers out for not only Secret Invasion, uh, but uh, Blue Beetle and also uh, the Marvels trailer, which dropped at like 9 o'clock in the morning yesterday randomly. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of geek stuff to talk about. So for everything, follow me on Twitter at in the number 8 M-O-Z-A-I-K. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather. Please follow the brand on Twitter at PTB and Wrestling. We do the time travels every day. We didn't have one. Well, we're recording on Wednesday. There was nothing today. There was no event. No, no, no paper. No major pay per views were held on April twelfth in history. That's what we're recording. Um, uh, we will have, of course, a big week next week. Uh, we'll have a brand new episode of Place Be Podcast. We'll have a brand new episode that just happened this past Monday. We had Judgment Day two thousand nine. Uh, yesterday, uh, Extreme Resurrection dropped this week. Next week. A uh, brand new episode of Dave Hall and I through the looking glass. So check that out. Um, and all the great shows we have here. We do the live streams. We'll be dropping uh, we, on our YouTube channel. Uh, we've been dropping some of our more classic archive episodes as well as some of our newer content. So check that out as well. Uh, yeah, everything is uh, is is going uh, gangbusters. And uh, please keep listening. You've been great to us and we appreciate it. Place to be.pobby.com. Of course, the rest of the quad pods, the no so, the Jenny position, uh, the pop experience, and of course, the Kings of Sport Patreon. Hop on there too; those guys are fantastic. I love uh, Dr. K, and uh, my Lakers hopefully can keep the uh, train going. Uh, who knows? You know, the funny thing is, Nate, every game could be Trey Young's last. Just remember that. <laughs> could be, be Trey Young's last in a Hawks jersey. Just remember that after last night. God only knows what's going to happen. But anyway. I mean, you know, he's got options. You know, he could go to another team. We also saw a couple years ago he was the SmackDown Rookie of the Year. You know, he, he's got <laughs> options. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Trey Young and Logan Paul at WrestleMania uh, 2028, where Roman Reigns finally loses the belt in a three-way. <laughs> Ah, yes, in a three-way, and he doesn't get pinned, so we can keep the story going for another <laughs> 10 years. Um, join us back in a couple weeks. Uh, Nate, uh, myself, will be there, of course, and Pete and Steve will be back. Uh, we'll recap uh, the Impact Rebellion show, look ahead to Backlash and uh, some of the other, uh, see what happens with Phil and AEW, and uh, have some other fun stories and uh, hijinks. Uh, oh, my question, Nate, before we go, um, 
I think it was CBS Sports. Uh, what is the one of the most ultimate what ifs in sports? Like, what if, if this happened? And I had it on my mind today. And, and I'm a Cowboys fan, as everybody knows. So no, everyone knows I love Emmett. And of course, he's the all-time leading rusher. But I still contend that it, that if Barry Sanders played three more years, he would be the NFL's all-time leading rusher, not Emmett. I think he'd have passed. I think he, I don't think Emmett would have caught up to him. By the time both were retired, and remember, Emmett played six more years. Mm-hmm. He start he started one year later. Barry was a rookie in '89, and Nate was a, a Nate. Well, Nate's the greatest running back ever. Uh, Emmett was a running back in '90. Uh, Barry, you know, if, it, if not for this trick knee, Scott, I, I would have uh, I passed them all. I know you would have absolutely. Damn trick knees! <laughs> I'm making my comeback in the XFL this year. Get ready. <laughs> he hates DC Nate. defenders. That's right. He <laughs> hates Nate. Um, uh, when he retired, Emmett uh, Barry retired in 1998. Emmett played until 2004. Of course, he had those two dreadful years with uh, the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh. Emmett is number one. Barry is number four. I didn't realize. You know who, uh, obviously, <clears throat> Walter's still number two. You know who number three is on the rushing list? I didn't know that till I looked it up today. Frank Gore. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Frank Gore. And, and not to disparage Frank Gore, but Frank Gore, he's kind of, and this, this sounds like a uh, this sounds like a negative against somebody who is one of my favorite baseball players of all time. But I feel like Frank Gore is kind of in that Cal Ripken role where Cal has a lot of great stats, but part of that is just Cal played forever. Oh, I agree. It's like Matthew Stafford, yes. <laughs> you know, uh, you could, you're just an accruer, but yes. Barry, and then Barry was fourth. Um, I, and Barry right now is like 3000 Gore was still on an active roster this year. Uh, that's crazy. Um, Barry was, <laughs> I think I did the math 3,086 yards behind Emmett that's two seasons for Barry Mm -hmm. and you know that if Barry at least played through 2000 he would have made up those 3,000 yards Barry I did the math Barry averaged almost 1,600 yards a season Mm -hmm. Emmett only averaged like 1250 but Emmett also played six more years um and you know so anyway I don't know that was just in my head so anyway I don't know that was totally useless but that's what we do have a wonderful uh, weekend, everybody. If you're watching Impact, uh, the Rebellion pay-per-view, enjoy it. Heck, if you're in Toronto, enjoy it live. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks uh, to cover all the great things in pro wrestling. For Brother Nate, I'm Brother Scott. You've been in the main event. Have a good two weeks. Hey, Scott Criscola. I, I, I don't think he's going to do it now. I think he's in a great mood. So, Yes, Nate Milton. You know what? Thinking about how great WrestleMania was, even though the, the main event left a little bit to be desired in some people's mm-hmm. uh, opinions. I, I was going to ask you, uh, oh, hold on. Steve Willie's texting me. He's he's going to send me that uh, rubber chicken back that I threw in the ring on night two of WrestleMania. I'll talk to you later. Damn you, Steve Willie. We can never be mad at you.